0: Hey now, and welcome to Where Wine Takes You, the podcast that explores the world of wine, the scene, the people, the stories behind the most exciting wine region on earth right now, and that is Paso Robles Wine Country. I am your host, Adam Montiel, and on today's show, we're exploring the theme of connecting community and culture. We're joined by three amazing women who are making a name for themselves in the wine and hospitality industries Elena Martinez of Top Winery is back on the podcast. We're going to meet Nancy Gonzalez of Seven Oxen Wines and her own brand, a relatively new brand called Uyoa, as well as Alexandra Peyote, co-owner of the Alchemists Garden Bar and Restaurant downtown Paso. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that you still have a chance to win a two-night stay at the Allegretto Vineyard Resort. To enter the contest, all you got to do is subscribe, rate 5 stars and leave a review. Of this podcast. Make sure you include your Instagram handle in your review so we can contact you. And be sure to follow the Allegretto on Facebook and Insta for more updates. Visit AllegrettoVineyardResort.com to learn more and to just see what an incredible spot this place is. And I can't wait to send one lucky listener of the Where Wine Takes You podcast to get the ultimate Allegretto experience. And for our Travel Paso Spotlight, we're chatting with Alexandra of Alchemist Garden, and since she was nice enough to host us in their remedy bar, you got to see this place, she was willing to sit in with us, so it is going to be a family affair. Through the stories of these amazing women, we get a glimpse into the world of wine and hospitality and how they are changing the game. So grab a glass of your favorite wine, maybe a cocktail. We have both. Sit back and join us as we dive in to the world of connecting community and culture. I show up to the Alchemist Garden to meet the ladies who we are in the back in their remedy bar, and we're coming into the conversation here joking about how people at wine tastings, not you or me, of course, no, but some people who like drink really loud, like they'll, you know what I mean, or they'll spit into a bucket from really far away like it's an athletic feat. Pretty funny stuff. I hope you enjoy the chat.
1: So Gimme that sound we'll get by we fast on till the job is done. out in the trees it will simplify good company
0: Some people are so loud when they when they yeah. drink their wine. You're just like, dude, like what you're tasting it. and then have you seen you guys have all seen this probably. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the tasting where people are like masterful spitters yeah. and they want you to know that, hey, I can spit through four feet of people in a hoop and still get everything <laughs> yeah. in there? What's with that, Elena? So
2: I, I think it's a it's a male thing. Us Is chicks, it? we have a little bit more courtesy. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't even attempt
3: to do that, you know? Have you seen this, fancy work? Peop- I've seen it, but I have not been able to master it, so no. I'm not even going to try.
0: And then so like I'm practicing as I'm brushing my teeth. Like,
3: <laughs> oh my God.
2: Well, when you master it, please let us know. Yeah, take
0: a step back from the bowl <laughs> of the sink and just be like, oh, that was good, Adam. Good job.
3: We should make that a contest for wine fest, oh for the God. fair, or for wine <laughs> fest. Yeah,
2: wine Olympics. <laughs> I'm yeah.
0: We need the wine Olympics. Oh, no, the like awesome. Olympics or something Some like that. Somme Olympics.
2: That, that awesome. could be our form of gambling. I'll put twenty dollars. Yeah, that yes,
0: I'll sure. put twenty dollars on Nancy. Oh, I got this. <laughs> so funny. Well, it's so much fun to have you ladies here. I think this is going to be such a fun podcast because we are talking about established brands that have moved up enormously fast. We're talking about new brands. I mean, Seven Oxen is really a new brand, but Uyoa, even... I'm saying Uyoa correctly, yes? Yes, that's
3: correct. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uyoa.
0: <laughs> that's an even baby new brand. And then what you guys have been doing here, Alexandra, with Alchemist Garden is certainly special. So I just think this is so much fun. Uh, Alexandra, ex- explain to me where we are, because The Remedy is a very exclusive and incredibly new aspect to the story of Alchemist Garden.
4: Yes. So The Remedy, it's pretty... Pretty much were the study of the alchemists, so we wanted to create more like a library, dark study feeling. Back in the day, the alchemists they have the room, right? So even though that they were doing things out and about, they're getting their herbs in the garden, they're going, you know, around the world. They came back to their home to their studies. So we wanted to create a room just like that that we could actually do the really very difficult stuff that was not it's, it's just available here and make that a thing. Make it like people can come in and learn about what we really are up to and do the super weird stuff in here.
0: I like that. Yeah, we're weird here. Super weird stuff. Yep. <laughs> what are we doing in here? I mean, is this literally, you have a cart
4: yes. in a room that's, you know,
0: fairly intimate. Some tables, some deuces, a couple little lounge, leather everywhere. Beautiful decorative, uh, big hutch that takes up the fourth wall, uh, candles everywhere. And then really is just this liquor cart. Yep. This
4: is the bar. This is the bar. That's pretty cool. So the bar comes to you. It, so we wanted to do like more like a private, a more private thing for the guests in the room. So the bar comes to you. And in that way, our guests can interact with the mixologists and they're talking and preparing their cocktails and going around it and pretty much instead of just having one person at the bar, like everybody like the bar comes to you. So everybody gets the experience of having the cocktails being prepared in front of them and it, it is it is magical, honestly. I've seen it since, you know, the first day we open and through the whole process and people go crazy here and crazy in a, in a way that they're like, I cannot believe what is really happening. I cannot believe that I'm in Paso and this is just out of control. Yeah. So yeah, we're super excited.
0: It's really cool to have that kind of really intimate hospitality. You know, you're bringing the cart, rolling it right up to them, and they're getting a drink. Like you said, they're kind of talking with the mixologist. It's really fun. And now how many days a week is The Remedy open?
4: So we're open right now, Thursday, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and everything is by appointment, by reservations. If if the guests want to make a reservation, they go to the Alchemist Garden, in California, and then they make actual a reservation through the Remedy.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah. And how many people we can fit here? I mean, I could do the math, but
4: it takes. Thirteen.
0: Okay, so this is super intimate. Yeah. It. This uh, what you guys have done with Alchemist Garden is, is really exciting. Um, talk about the cuisine a little bit. When people come here, what, what do they expect?
4: Yeah. So I think uh, well, right now our cuisine is it's worldwide. We travel. We try to travel a lot when we have time, mm-hmm. and we just get all those dishes that are like very particular to a certain area and we love and we just like pretty much implemented here. So we're trying to do healthy food, but at the same time, very creative, elevated, bar snacks let's call it that everything is family style meant to be shared because when you're sitting down at one of our tables you want to be able to talk to your people share the food share the cocktails a little bit of everything yeah 12th and pine right 12th and
2: pine
0: 12th and pine elena from top her second appearance on the podcast how are you
2: i'm doing great adam it's great to be back it's so
0: nice to have you on thanks
2: for having me
0: uh nancy gonzalez it's so great to see you nancy how you been
3: i'm doing amazing thank you so much for having me here
0: i think the last Time we had you on the air in the studio. It was for Seven Oxen. Yes, Seven Oxen is on that frontage road right before you get into tin City. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to talk about your wines as well because you started making your own wines, which is I think is such a fun story. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the story behind Seven Oxen and the wines that Seven Oxen is about.
3: Yeah, first of all, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here. I feel. like extremely honored and humbled to be here. So thank you for that. And um, yeah, so I'm the Director of sales and Hospitality at Seven Oxen. Seven Oxen was established in 2013. We are an estate winery. So we have our vineyard located on the west side of Paso between the Templeton Gap and the Willow Creek ABA. I can't believe it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. We're having our 10 year anniversary wow. this, uh, this year. Once they got our location out in uh, Ramada Row, which is now the name of that complex. She offered me a position there, and I was actually looking into transitioning from hospitality into more of uh, production. And she welcomed me with open arms and I've been working with her since then. So that was in April, 2018.
0: Your plan, whether it was in the moment or there, opportunistic things, you know, doors open for folks.
3: So I intentionally moved to Paso Robles with the intention of uh, learning winemaking working for Debbie was amazing and she provided so many opportunities and she was just so kind and always very supportive but i knew that eventually i had to move into working into working at a winery so i could learn production and it was difficult leaving debbie because i love her so much but at the same time i was very excited to uh get my hands dirty. Butterflies got to fly. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, the amount of knowledge that I have learned from Bastian, who is a winemaker at Seven Oxen, and from Adriana running the back end of the business, it has been such an incredible experience that has allowed me to challenge myself to bring up my hospitality skills to another level, which is I love people, I love hospitality, and so I'm still doing that, but at the same time, I have been able to receive all these learning opportunities in terms of uh, how the wine is being made, being out in the cellar, being out in the vineyard, and just be a well-rounded person so that whenever someone comes in the door, I, instead of just pouring wine for them, I can actually provide an experience, a learning experience, which is something that I'm very passionate about.
0: You know, I know some things. I know I'm half Mexican, right? (laughs) I know... I love radio broadcasting. I know what Elena does. I know what Nancy does. I know what Alexandra does. And it feels like in this time where we're very much aware and conscious, and we should be, about marginalized communities, things like this. I, you know, I'm kind of thinking of like your LA Times article, which was just so badass that I see great friends like you Thank and you. Nancy, Elena, and uh, my boy Edgar in there. But in the end, I imagine all of us want to be known. Like The last thing I care about being a good radio broadcaster or a good interview is that I'm brown. And it doesn't mean you're not acknowledging the culture, but I imagine Stanley just wants to be a great winemaker. Nancy just wants to be a great winemaker. Alexander just wants to be a great entrepreneur with a great restaurant and great, you know what I'm saying? So how do we kind of walk this journey, walk this line in the light of the way everything is right now, but also not let the kaleidoscope lens get too blurred by just what small community we are where we're trying to be part of something a lot bigger than us. I
2: think that's a a great question, Adam, that most of us, the three ladies here sitting here, not only do we have the challenge of us being Latino, but also female-owned businesses, correct? So there's two little sections to that. I think every business does what resonates well with them. For us at Top, when we scripted down our core values and scripted down what our mission was for Top, it was always in the forefront of being among the best winemakers being among the best winery being among the best in hospitality and it was always a bonus that we happened to be latino so if anyone wanted to support for that reason they could but our core objective is definitely being known for being great at what we do in making wine and presenting our wine. And we, we are so blessed to be in Paso Robles. First of all, we stumbled upon this amazing region that not only is it known for wine, but like cocktails, like we have world-class wine here. We have world-class cocktails. We have world-class food. So the fact that we stumbled on Paso Robles is amazing. So I think for us and our business, we decided just to focus on that focus on us being great in winemaking and then everything else secondary and and lift up our own personal community, which is Paso Robles, and then also help out where there is a need within our, our personal Latino genes, right? So we happen to have amazing friends that we support one another. We chat. I mean, Nancy and I, I met her during her transition. I think she chatted with me personally when she was leaving Thomas Hill Organic and she was moving into like a full-time role at Seven Oxen so we're definitely here for not only our Latino owned businesses but for all businesses in general in Paso Robles so for us if we were to leave a legacy behind, we would want to leave a legacy on that. Now we're really short in our career in wine, uh, so there is no legacy at the moment. But that doesn't mean that that's not the goal. That doesn't mean that we're not that's working the foundation hard. We're leaving, exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. Every day we make that calculated decision for top that that's what we want to do. And if it's going to take us 40, 50, 60, 70 years, and maybe we can't even achieve that in our lifetime, but that doesn't mean that that's not our goal. That Without a doubt, is always the goal, being the best that we could possibly be for that vintage and as producers.
0: I love that. Uh, Nancy, what do you think when we're talking about kind of this line? I mean, the, what are your, some of your feelings
3: and thoughts? Um, I think I agree with Elena that every, every business and every company should take the approach that they desire based on what the ideals and the values are. And for me, in particular, it's a little different because for me, I feel like being an immigrant, I came to the States when I was 12. Guadalajara. Yeah, I came from Guadalajara. I was born in Guadalajara. I came to the States. And for me, there's been many barriers that I have broken since I came here, starting with learning the language, with assimilating to the culture, with working all these, you know, through all these stereotypes of what... A woman uh, a brown woman should be, and what she should do, I feel like even within my family, there's still a lot of things that i'm breaking, and so for me it's really important to attach my identity to my brand because my brand is mine it's 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 me, and so one of my goals is to make wine so that I can bring this wine and wine knowledge and the wine experience to Latinos. And so for me to be able to attract that as a marketing uh, tool is to utilize my culture, my values, and my struggle. I think that that's the one thing that uh, some of my followers and my supporters are so attached to is the fact that I'm very real when it comes to being out there on social media and sharing what I'm going through depending on the stage of my career. But I've always... uh, been super transparent about uh, moving out here without knowing anyone, being away from my family, having a very strong work ethic and working through different issues. And also, um, you know, with some of the marketing that I have been using, like incorporating uh, my mom's Mexican dishes and pairing them with my wines or uh, talking about, uh, you know, women empowerment. I think for me, it's so important to be able to shape my brand to what I want it to be, because I have realized as an entrepreneur, I have the freedom to do anything I want with my brand. Mm -hmm. And so representing my culture, my values, and even things like mindfulness, that's something that I really care about. Um, I recently, like, asked my boyfriend, I was like, can I pair my wines with crystals? And he said, it's your brand. You can do whatever you want. And so that was something that I felt that before uh, being part of the wine industry and having my own brand, I didn't feel like I was smart enough or, uh, or that I was creative enough. And so being able to explore all those different venues of, uh, you know, creativity has inspired me to uh, analyze what I have in my life and the things that I care about, and then represent them in the best way possible. And people have responded, I feel like a lot of the people that have uh, been supporting me and buying my wine are sometimes, you know, a person of color who would never invest $30 $30 in a bottle of wine, but because they see what I'm doing and they want to support me, they're buying the wine even though they don't know what it's going to taste like. Right, So sure. then once they have that wine, I can explain to them, this comes from this place, this is how it was grown, this is how I produced it. And so they start asking more questions and wanting to explore other wines and other areas. So I think for me, it's very fulfilling to be able to utilize my identity to to. Uh, to my advantage and to their advantage. Yeah,
0: so. it's so interesting. First of all, you talked about your mom. Is there anything better than homemade Mexican dishes?
3: <laughs> Nothing better <laughs> oh, my than God. that. Alex,
0: let me ask you the same question I asked the other ladies. Uh, when we walk that journey, obviously, you know, there's homage, there's love for the culture. and everyone in this room loves where we came from, but we we just want to be the best we can be, regardless of any of that.
4: Yep, that's exactly what it is. And honestly, I I mean, I know that here and my perception is that uh, there's no color there's no accent it's just we're all humans and honestly we do we do the best that we can every single day we try to be better and better and better we try to you know aim for that every day with our guests with our uh, co-workers we try to provide like crazy good food with from different ethnicities like we have Argentinian dishes, Puerto Rican dishes, cool. uh, Mexican dishes. Try to bring some of my hometown here too as well. Now, where are you from? Puerto Rico. Born and raised Puerto Rico. Wow, awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm speak- a
2: little bit far away. And she speaks Spanish so beautifully. Oh, like, thank if you. If you haven't listened to her speak Spanish, <laughs> it is gorgeous. Is it really? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. That's,
4: yeah, it just comes with a package.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's this warmth to like hearing um, because we all have different... Um, different accents. Yeah. Or like when nope. I came in and you like right away, like we started talking. And I was like, oh yes, someone I could speak Spanish with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so warming and so yeah. So thank you for hosting. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. It is so
4: amazing to to be able to like you know meet all these different people and Latinos or non Latinos and know like I love the slang. I love to be able to like, to see like, oh, I see, I say this like that. And then you said it like this other way. And it it happens in every single language we have like, like, you know, in English, all the English slang, Californians versus New York, Texas. It is, it is so amazing. And then the same happens with our Latino communities. And I just think that it's just, it's just so amazing to get to know people from all around the world and. And, and that is just that. We're just people trying to do our best every day and have the best life that we can and be happy and strive for ourselves and our families and, and bring the best that we can every single day.
0: It's so funny you talk about slang and I love that because slang is, <laughs> slang. is, is an unsp- it's a spoken language, of course, mm-hmm. but it's almost got this unspoken layer of familiarity and culture and just like give and take and love that's a part of it.
4: I know. I have a super funny story about slang. Now my uh, husband i just got married january this year congratulations Congratulations! i'm very happy uh, a <laughs> great guy for sure so uh i hired him and that's how we met it was not intentional. Allegretto? yes oh my god no way <laughs> so uh you know we started being great friends and we we were friends there for like a year and a half give it or take and then out of nowhere um I was single. He was single, and then we started like going out. Mm-hmm. So long, long, story short. When I hired him, the first week that we worked together, I, I was the person training him, right? So I knew that he speaks Spanish.
0: And you were so reserved, and not, <laughs> I didn't really know like your like the woman you then because I just I see Alexandra at the Allegretto, and you were so sweet crazy hospitality as he has but I didn't really know like the gal with the ripped jeans who I'm hanging exactly, out with now you know. know what I mean so like oh my god so and you were like I mean everyone you were like the really cute girl at Allegretto so yes. like how did Andrew figure that Like, how did he get you
4: so well I mean I think this goes with that's with that question um, the first shift that we worked together was, I'm in my brain I'm like oh he speaks Spanish so I can go back and forward with him like tell him like Spanish stuff and whatever so I go like hey I was trying to just like get him like happy to be here and like hey let's work whatsoever so i told him hey today you and i we're going to make a lot of a lot of chavos mm-hmm. so for me in puerto rico chavos means money Mm-hmm. for the part of Mexico that he's from chavos mean babies like little kids <laughs> so he's like he's like that was easy yeah he's like Dope. what It's was like chavos and he's like oh okay then he didn't say anything we worked the whole shift and then at the end of the night he's like hey Alex what chavos means to you and I'm like chavos means dinero like money and he's like oh my god for me chavos mean little kids and I was like <laughs> Jesus Christ um, I am so sorry I didn't mean oh, that just i'm just saying like hey today we're gonna make great
3: tips you know right. and in his
4: brain like yeah i knew the puerto ricans were intense but go <laughs> what the hell i'm like oh no i'm so sorry
3: that's so yeah. great
4: and then you know pretty much eight years forward now we're here that, that broke yeah. the
3: barrier
4: though. <laughs> <I know>. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. when was the first <laughs> was date
0: good. after that
4: jesus um literally like a year and a half after that oh, really so yeah. there was a
0: long time of oh, just, yeah like, yeah yeah flirting and like
4: i guess yeah <laughs> let's yeah. call it that <laughs> how did you you and Stanley meet,
2: Elena. Uh, so, oh my gosh, our story is so sick. You're gonna uh, not like us. Um, we're high school sweethearts. I love uh, it. See, I think that's great. I was, uh, you know, we feel so blessed that we found our forever human being. That we didn't have to, tent, um, you know, date a ton of like douchebags or uh, terrible
0: human beings. Back in the day, we all had a first love. We probably all thought that that was going to be the love. Absolutely. And most of the time, it never is, and we always learn that, but imagine if that actually could have been. You did find the right person. Yes. You really did find the right person. Yes. Yes. It doesn't happen to everyone, so that's really cool.
2: Yeah, we found each other. I was that first love for Stanley, and um, he was my first love. Uh, So I was 14, and he was 15, and it was algebra class, and you know Stanley, He's pretty shy. Yeah, he's great at conversating with just one-on-one humans. But he sucks
0: at algebra because all he was looking at was Elena.
2: (laughs) I did help him in mathematics. What's awesome about our relationship is that we're not perfect as individuals, but as a couple and a marriage, and as um, entrepreneurs. Where I have a weakness in, he has a strength. And where he has a weakness, it's my strength. So we complement each other so perfectly. But yeah. yeah, so it's been 25 years now. I was wow. 14 when I met him. Uh, we have been married 15 years. We celebrated last year our 15-year anniversary. And, uh, uh We work all day together. We party <laughs> together. We uh, spend almost like 24 hours together, which is kind of sickening. Um, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, right now? But we genuinely like each other. We have different personalities, you know, and we keep work at work, honestly. So once we're off, it's like, it's our time. It's You're hanging never out, like walking by the
0: hallway, brushing your teeth. be are like, honey, you sent out that PO, right?
2: Or like, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes. I think, you know, I think I'm more of, uh, you know, because my responsibilities are endless. And Stanley's are too, but he's more specific to wine and viticulture, right? And so I may have a lot of questions, but I do know Stanley and Stanley will tell me he's like, I to, I'm off. I, want to, I don't want to chit-chat about work. It, it, we're both off. <laughs> well, one thing that
0: two people do in those dynamics at a winery is, let's say, especially for a, a brand like you who doesn't make all that much wine and mm-hmm. it goes very quick, is sometimes the person who's in your position, the mm-hmm. business side of things, <laughs> might say, hey, when are those... 20s. When are those 21s going to be ready because mm-hmm. we're about sold out of the 19s and Definitely. I need to get these to market and he may go, "Uh no. Actually no, I want to sit on these longer. I don't want to put these out yet."
2: Correct. You know, and so Adam, that's one of the things that we've learned. You know, what was fortunate about Stanley and I, we had careers running successful corporations and so you know that there's a lot of forecasting. Yeah. So early on, even though things seem very organic and things seem very smooth, there's a lot of preparation and planning. We're already preparing and planning for the amount of volume we're going to get this year, 2023, and how that release is going to go in the next four years. So you have to have a game plan. And so, you know, we've had those game plans for all of the current vintages are, we have two in barrel 2021 and 2022. We age in barrel 24 months. We release with six months, a year, a year and a half, which we'll be changing that in the near We'll be changing it to a year and year and a half. So all of this it's already forecasted in our business plan years in advance and there are some challenges you know if um uh stanley and i have conversations and he feels he needs a few more months he needs to move something into the fall and what have you at the end of the day it's always name right so if we put a spinning top that's why we named our little winery top it's spinning top we were talking about Hello. alex trompos El Trompo. um it's all about balance it's a spinning p- top to play homage to a little toy that stanley and i played with is imbalance left the careers to focus on our love of winemaking so our guarantee to our fan base we don't take that for granted we're very humbled that we have an amazing human beings that just support us year after year but our guarantee to them is if we add a spinning top it's not mediocre it's not every day. It is with the intent that it has met our standards. And so Stanley feels it's not tasting good right now. We'll push it. And we have, you know, we've moved um, release dates. We have extended barrel aging. We have extended everything with the intent, again, of being known many, many years in the future of being top producers.
0: Nancy, it's so interesting because you with Uyawa, such a it's a brand really in its infancy. You're going to get your first tasting spot pretty soon, right? We're about yes. to get into it now. Yes, I am. What are some of the ways and some of the pieces that you're hearing from, you know, what you've picked up just in hospitality, but how to kind of, you know, grab what you can and, and move that brand, this infant brand forward?
3: Well, for me, it all has been kind of like an experiment and like, a, you know, just like in the making. Um, I don't have a background in... Winemaking, like I didn't study enology, I don't have a background in um, in business, so I feel like I have been learning so much from all these mentors in the area, including Elena and Stanley, uh, Tyler Russell, Bastien LeDuc, uh, Riley Hubbard, um, love Riley, Xavier love Tyson, from yeah. Union Sacre. So there's, oh, oh, yeah, I, I do, I, I feel like I have this uh, board of directors who <laughs> I go to whenever I need. Uh, some kind of advice and so for me it has been so incredibly empowering to know that I have people to back me up if I have any questions and it's I love a challenge I feel like I thrive on challenges and so being able to figure something out when I feel like I'm defeated is uh, very empowering to be like you know what that's fuel for you yeah it is it is like in the past I used to feel like, you know like oh shoot like I'm not going to be able to th- to uh, bottle my wines this day with the people who I thought I was going to bottle with and I'm like okay this is a challenge who am I going to bottle with who am I going to who call yeah. <laughs> right. who's going to be my resource and sure enough every time that happens I'm able to make create a deeper connection with the community because that's the beauty of Paso I feel mm. like in my life, I'm such a like control freak that I'm like, I got to know what's going to happen. I was supposed to move to Sonoma and I came down to Paso, which was like this blessing in disguise. And then I, you know, there's been things like, for example, the same year that I made my first wine. I think it was the first, did it, when was it the first year that you made a Picpeau Blanc?
0: Eighteen.
3: Eighteen. Okay, so the year after, I was supposed to make a big Bull Blanc, and it didn't happen because there wasn't enough fruit for me. So I had to like shift directions and like say, okay, am I gonna not gonna make wine just because I don't have Picpoul Blanc, or am I gonna use my resources and look for other fruit that I'm interested in to make it happen? And so sure enough, I called some people around, and then I was able to find the fruit that I wanted. And you know, through these connections, I was able to learn that letting go of that illusion of control and surrendering to the resources that you have is gonna get you farther than just being so like, cut up on like what you think that should happen. And in the
0: end, there's, um, and I don't know, I mean, I guess it's kind of both a freedom and a little bit of pressure, or at least I would interpret it that way, when you are the sole decider. yes, You're the sole arbiter of the destiny of your brand.
3: Yes, at the end of the day, my purpose is to make the best wine that I can make with the resources I have Mm -hmm. to get it to people's hands. Yeah. And so being caught up on like the little details, it's something that I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes once in a while it happens and I, you know, and I go into like victim mode and I'm like, I'm not a victim. I'm, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, completely blessed to have what I have based on where I started. So let's make the best with what you have. Yeah.
0: yeah so Nancy's situation is interesting because she is the sole decision maker of the brand. Mm-hmm. Elena, it's a couple. It's a love story on one side, which is super cool. I love your love story. Mm-hmm. But then it's a husband and wife who are also business partners. Now, Alexandra, yours is even one more plot has thickened because not only <laughs> is it you and your husband, yes, Andrew, who you talked about, yep. but it's also Tony and Quinn. Yeah another couple and the four of you kind of own this journey together. Yep. So that must have, look, I could see, Cheers. I could see, I could see decisions that maybe Andrew and Tony are on one side and you and Quinn are on the other or maybe one person, whoever it is, is against three for whatever reason it could be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like what, what are some of the dynamics that you encounter and how do we capitalize on
4: them? Oh my God. There's, there's, is there's always something. There's four brains working. Mm-hmm. So each one of the brains. Hopefully they're
0: all working. (laughs) Yeah, they're
4: they're all working, you know, to a certain extent, (laughs) right? right? It is a lot of fun. Sometimes it is intense because it gets like, hey, no, this and that, and this is my vision. But then we're like, oh, but this is his vision, my vision. vision." So we're all trying to like uh, scramble the best part of each other's side to see what it comes out and also think about the reality. When we're all like rolling around in things, there's methods. We already have our system and we say, hey, we we pull numbers, we make sure what is viable or not. We bring people back in from the air to the earth. (laughs) Um, Most of the time, I am that person because (laughs) <laughs> Queen Tony and Andrew they're dreamers they're mm-hmm. all dreaming 100% of the time and I am I'm the I'm the bad I'm the villain I'm <laughs> the villain I'm the witch I'm the wicked witch of the west so I'm like no guys we're not gonna do all that come back come back right. maybe in, maybe in five years we can but do that they, so are there
0: ever meetings where the four of you and you may just like mumble something in Spanish
4: <laughs> oh well all the time um, I, I mean <laughs> honestly we go back in, well I mean I go a lot back and forward. Andrew Dawson, Queen and Tony, they are now... They're they're getting so good at Spanish. Oh no! Oh, they are. No, they are. Yeah, (laughs) they're like,
3: "What do you call me? What do you say?" And I'm like, "No, it's not meant
4: to you." (laughs) No, no. But they're so good, and um, yeah. So it is. It's definitely. It's. Um. It might not be as easy. I feel like when maybe I mean I think that if it was just me making the decisions, it will be of of course maybe a little bit more easy. But I be I will feel a little bit scared of making maybe a mistake or not. Versus, sure. I have these people that I can go and it's like, and, and we can run the idea back and forward. And honestly, um, you know, Alchemist is a monster. You know, it's it's a it's a love it's a love family relationship we we were friends we're really good friends and and since we started the alchemist and everything we transitioned to something else now we're we're actual family we we mm-hmm. take care of each other and it's like it's like siblings like you know that you want to like follow your sibling and pretty much punch them in the face but at the same time you'll give them your kidneys yeah. because it is that type of love you love them yeah i love i i love everything about them yeah so it's just it comes it comes with it comes with it
0: i love this yeah. uh, th- this wine first of all we Started with the rose?
2: We did, yes. Yeah. So we have our jewel. Um, uh, for anyone that knows our brand, uh, jewel's always a rose of Movedra, with the exception of two little vintages that we were kind of uh working with um a new lot that um saxon no longer took over and it was two acres of grenache i, I think love when
0: saxon gives up some fruit huh <laughs> I think
2: don, don and stanley love that and i think um he probably must have had some fruit gone live um his cambria property right. and so two acres of grenache became available at the g2 vineyard and bill reached out to my husband he's like stanley would you like some grenache sounds like heck yeah
0: after the rosé which was beautiful uh, Two whites. We just, what was the first one the, the Pinot Blanc?
3: So, my Pinot Blanc from Santa Lucia Highlands. No and wait. we are now drinking my Grunerville Liner from uh, Paragon Vineyard in Etna Valley. Uyoa Sellers, it's a uh, white wine centric. I specialize in obscure whites because that's what I want to drink. I want to be yeah. selfish and make wine that I want to drink. I'm a huge white wine fanatic. Um, when I moved to the area, Prior to moving to Paso, I was living up in San Jose, working at LB Steak in Santana Ro, which is a very well known steakhouse. So when I moved to Paso, I was like, all I drink is big bread wines. And then um, <laughs> and then we one of the first places that I went tasting was at when I used to be Terry Hogue. As soon as I tasted it, I was like, Oh my gosh! What is this? And um, I asked the person who was pouring. I was like, what is this? And she's like, this is a Pic Blanc. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've never tried anything like this. So then after that... I, it was almost like a mission for me to find all these obscure varieties that are being grown in the area to the point that we don't have to travel across the world to try these varieties and so that's why I produce whites that are uncommon because I love being able to expose these grapes to people so in addition to the Gruner and the Pinot Blanc I make Semillon, I make Verdejo I make I also have made an Albarino in the past, which for us is common, but for uh, people outside of here is not very common. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, I also experimented with like my vessels. So both of these wines are 50% stainless, 50% neutral. I like to do both because I feel like, to me, winemaking is like cooking. You have this spice rack that it's, consists of these vessels, the different tools that you're using, the different ABAs. And so I like my food to be to have a lot of complexity. A little bit of- uh, <laughs> we did that with our layers, people. Complexity, layers, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of everything. So the stainless allows... You do any really uh, skin
0: contact, did you?
3: Uh, I actually did in uh, twenty uh, in 2022. I made a skin contact Gurner Velt leaner. And my love from Xavier, new <laughs> in my new terracotta for oh uh,
0: how long uh, are the skins <laughs>
3: uh for about 17 days wow and then I pressed it off because it was the first time that I was making skin contact wine so I wanted to make sure that it didn't go south the colors are not as dark as an orange wine and it has this. Mouthfeel. Uh, the mouthfeel, but also there's like spices, there's like hmm. oregano, and bay leaf, and it does have a different mouthfeel. And it's like
0: white tannins. Yeah. It, like yeah. those, you know, you it don't does. get those all the time. It's pretty yeah. cool. And so
3: I bottled it, you know, on its own, and then I have my regular gruner, so people can actually Back try and forth. side oh, by cool. side so you. that they can see the difference. I also made a Gewürztraminer, and you know, for me, it's just really awesome to be able to uh, work with these varieties, to learn from them. Um, um, like I said, I don't have previous experience with winemaking, uh, with, especially with white wines. At Seven Oxen, we only make reds. And so <laughs> when I wanted to make a white, so I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And then Tyler Russell took me under his wing and he was the one that was teaching me how to do everything. Great guy. And um, I remember when, one time I was like, oh, I'm going to go stir my barrels. And then Stanley was like, oh, we don't do that. And I was like... Huh? what do you mean you don't do that uh, that's what Tyler told me that
0: you like have botanage to do that. during the <laughs> lease yeah the
3: botanage because I, I always age and ferment on the lease and then we had that conversation and it's like Tyler told me to do this because that's how he makes his wines <laughs> but you know there's there's definitely ways that you could mess up a wine yeah but there's not one way
0: i know that is the
3: right way well, you ask
0: like 10 winemakers a question you get 11 different answers yeah, and like it's crazy yeah it's, and you know you got to really kind of go okay and there's not necessarily like you said might not be a wrong answer exactly but i mean i would love to dig into stanley why he I, it's a oh, dance, yeah. no we, stanley on the botanage huh? It was
2: awesome was um we just like nancy did reach out to tyler and reach out to stanley We had those individuals when we started nine years ago. Our first vintage was 2014. And I think that's why Nancy feels so fortunate to be in Paso. We feel so fortunate to be in Paso because the camaraderie. I think all of us would have failed if we were doing things on our own. But we have the support of a community that's so generous and knowledge. So for us in white winemaking, Stanley's never made white wine. He's never seen white wine made. But his wife, who he loves and adores. (laughs) needed and wanted white wine <laughs> so he had the dilemma he's like oh my gosh how do i make white wine you know we've traveled the globe for amazing white wine so we had a little bit of knowledge as far as what our favorite producers how they prepared white wine but we we called like anthony yawn we we're like anthony yeah we know your brand from canero because we knew Love you Canaro. as us buying your white wines like walk us through your process and anthony was so gracious and so kind like told us the whole spiel of how he made white wine and like wrote everything down for us so and was cool. like you know what if you have a problem you call me I will be there and that was like amazing uh, and so that's why if anyone reaches out to us Stanley or I and uh, we will always reciprocate that love because it's about our community standing out I am
3: a witness of that mm-hmm. Elena has been so gracious uh, the first year that I made my first wine was 2019 mm-hmm. and I like I know how busy this woman is mm-hmm. and no matter 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 how busy she, she always is she's always like oh, I can help you with that. I'm like, woman, like, <laughs> like, I, I feel bad asking you for help, because you have all this going on. But no matter what, she's always answering. She's always willing to help. She's always overextending even more than what I asked. And that's the same case with Stanley. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, can I ask you a question? And I've learned that people genuinely want to help. And this was literally like with Elena, with Stanley, with Tyler, uh, with all these people that are, they're a phone call away. And like, I've realized how important our voice, I know it's cliche it's like your voice is so important but it is all you have to do is ask Mm -hmm. and um and i feel so fortunate to have her and these people in the community that are always just wanting to up uplift each other yeah and
0: you know we're talking about a brand you know top not even we're just going to be next year 10 years since our first vintage and those calls that you've been making and Stanley's been making maybe on the winemaking side for Mm -hmm. years you're now starting to get them isn't that so beautiful how Paso it's again that that circular life it's so neat
2: I, I do um, highlight when people visit us at our winery, they're like, oh, you know, I love your guys' vibe in Paso Robles. I was like, I do too. That's why <laughs> I, I live here. Right. And we all of us elected to start businesses here, right? So we're supporting our community. We're employing within our community. We're raising the value within our community. But what I think is so special about our community is the diversity in age, so, we had our mentors, you know, it was Nick Elliott of Nakora, it was Scott Holly of Toron. We wouldn't be in our position that we are right now without these two individuals who totally were gracious enough to teach us a thing or two. Um, and that brought diversity in age, right? And so, now that Stanley and I are phasing out of our 30s, we're seeing like the younger talent. So Nancy's a few years younger than me, but then we're seeing even the younger talent that's making a barrel. So what's amazing about our community is a healthy economy that we have, diversity and age. You don't see that in other wine regions. I don't see that in Sonoma. I don't see that in Napa. Great point. I see maybe a little bit in Walla Walla, Washington, but maybe not to the point that ours, you know, and our old timers, whether it's JLo or whether it's those that are a little bit more established, like Lavin tour who's been in this grinding for 25 years, they're nothing but love to other brands. And yep. us on the receiving end, we have to be nothing but love. To the younger brands, right? So now we have nine years, but what do you know at nine? If you've only done something nine times, I know. Are you proficient <laughs> well, at that? Are you an expert? Crazy at
3: Crazy, you say I that. Mean, because I know we're I mean, not. Being, I know <laughs> being in the uh, in the wine list for the French Laundry, I think, Ooh. and for a white wine,
0: girl. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's gonna feel great really. to Stanley because here he made this white wine because Elena loves whites, yeah. And then and then this yeah. blend gets onto the list of the French Laundry.
2: Well, I think you know proof cool about that story is that Stanley learned wine through the French Laundries wine list so when Stanley and I got married we got married in 07 we were both kids and in 08 he wanted to wine and dine me uh, and take me out to celebrate our one year anniversary and he's like well where should I take Elena? Elena loves wine so let me take her to Napa she's never been and so I was a little scared because Stanley was like a beer and cognac drinker and I'm like (laughs) oh my My gosh, he's gonna take me to some like kind of terrible winery. <laughs> and I am I am gonna be forced to like chug all of this terrible wine and I'm smiling take, like it. yeah right right right. I'm gonna take it for the team uh, and right. if he planned it it's gonna be all good uh, but Stanley literally um, planned such an incredible excursion because he went to the French Laundry's wine list and said if it's good enough for the French Laundry it's good enough for you Elena so he took me on our first tasting like to Colgan out in Napa Valley and to like Farniente and Nico Nico and Jarvis and I was pleasantly surprised I was like Stanley how do you know of, like some of these culty producers and I mean I know of them but like how do you know of them he's like easy and I like you know I know my food and I know French <laughs> Laundry is like the best wine list and so um, our, our best restaurant so I just went on to their wine list and said if it's good enough for them I should oh, be taking smart. you there oh, smart well, I figured we are going to have a successful marriage yeah. because <laughs>
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Tim to uh listen to this episode. No, no, no. no pressure, Tim. Uh, <laughs> how long have you been
0: dating your boyfriend?
3: We've been dating for a little over three years. So we actually uh I, I think you would like the story of how we met. You asked him earlier and I was like, is he gonna ask me? So we actually met because of Tanat. He's a big Tanat lover, and um, there is isn't many producers in the area who are making uh, 100% Tanat. And someone told him that um, someone told him that Seven Oxen was making Tanat. So here, this handsome guy shows up to the tasting room, and I was single, and I was like. Hey, who's this cutie? And he was like, oh, um, someone told me you make Tana and Tana wasn't on the tasting list. And I was like, oh, let me go check in the back to see how <laughs> um, And he found something better. So, you know, that's, uh, that's how we met. That's a great uh, story. The, like, Uh, I actually, like, tell people the story how, like, I'm like, I thought I was a little bit of a stalker because he left me his uh, business card. He was actually working as the NEDA at that point. He's also in the wine industry. He works at Le Cuvier at this point. But um, he left me his business card. At Le Cuvier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I think I know Tim. Yeah. I d- oh yeah, of course. A handsome, That's awesome. Uh, wow, good brown, for you. <laughs> oh, gentleman. Yeah, of course, awesome. <laughs> and there there. Uh, but uh, so he left me his card, and then once he left, I was like, let me check him out. So I went on social media and looked for him, and I was <laughs> yes. like, okay, we're friends now. <laughs> and then I mean,
0: everyone has to do that these days, right? I mean, like, I don't yeah, think you're a stalker. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Why not? Hmm. I mean, if you're single and you know they might be single, why not?
0: Yeah. And and I'm, so- I'm googling. I'm going on like arrest records. <laughs> like,
3: arrest
4: records. Audrey's <laughs> like,
0: you googled <laughs> me. You I- you I'm like, I wonder (laughs) know who you are. Check on your LinkedIn, of course. I want to see what's up. I
3: definitely have done that too. But (laughs) later (laughs) on, so we met and like made. These days,
0: people have been like asking Chat GPT, like, yo, tell me about this girl. What's
3: (laughs) going on? I mean, 125 word essay on this. Right, yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but so he left and we became friends on social media. And then we didn't actually connect, and, and it was and that same year 2019 in like October he's lit into my DMs and I was like yeah that's right I'm a winemaker now now you wanna like hang yeah. with me <laughs> and, um, and so later on once we started dating mm-hmm. I was like oh my god babe like I feel like such a stalker because I like went and like looked for you right away and he's like well actually so. someone told me that Seven Oxen was making Tanat and so I went on the website on the meet the team <laughs> and he saw a picture of me oh my god and he was like, oh, I hope she's there. And he showed up. And then there was. Oh, my so. God. Who's the stalker now? Uh, yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a really good story. Like I said, it's when we really really get married, cool like, we're going to be pouring Seven Oxen Tanat because <laughs> that's what brought us together. Yeah. So. Well, I think you brought one. I brought our 2018 mm-hmm. Tanat let's, Seven let's, Oxen. Let's, let's pour this out and yeah.
0: have a little Tanat to so celebrate the story.
3: My first exposure to working with Tanat was at Seven Oxen. And what we're pouring right now, it's actually our 2018, which was the year that I started working and I was Bastien's seller assistant during harvest. So I, I say that I my hands are on this baby. Uh, we have about two acres of it in our vineyard. It is dry farm. And I just feel like our Tanad, some people don't like the description, mainly men. I like the description. I think it's a more feminine representation of Tanad because it has complexity and it is
2: assertive without being aggressive.
0: I like that. Elena, does Stanley play with any of that G2 tonight?
2: So, you know, we elected not to play with G2 tonight because uh, in order for us to have signed on, like, officially um, on the Jada contract, they offered us a ton- um, an acre tonot. So, we have... Um, oh, so, you do get tonight. We do have tonot. Oh, great. Got so, it. Yeah, we have a tonot, well, had a tonight, uh from Jada. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. uh, and, and this was probably from... Did the you 16th. lose that once they got a new owner? But, you know, Jada was amazing. They well, so they went so, through an acquisition. Yeah, they went through an acquisition, but they communicated. I yeah, sure. um, Josh yeah, yeah, Messina yeah. has been awesome to work with. And then um, Josh Harp, who's their vineyard manager. So we fell in love. They made us fall in love with tana So our heart was broken slightly, yeah. um, knowing that So that's we when lost. Bill Gibbs
0: from G2 phones start ringing.
2: <laughs> well, you know, gratefully and thankfully, um, right, right when the acquisition happened um, of Jada, some fruit became available with us at G2. Um, we have also lost a little bit of dinner fruit through their acquisition. Oh man. So it's putting pressure on Stanley and I really to develop our brand a little bit more and start exploring the next options. Are you right? thinking
0: of estate fruit?
2: Oh without a doubt we really? have to. So we are we are looking and we think um, maybe the market's not ready right now with the interest rates at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we do feel confident that whether or not it's this year or next year we just need to we need to in order to secure our brand you know uh we love bill we have you want such virgin a great, land uh yeah absolutely yeah. yeah some land where we have more control we've lost some awesome vineyards that we just there isn't sufficient great quality fruit on the west side of pasta um, available so we predominantly get g2 we got a little bit of and tools Because the
0: demand is so high, so it's, there's, it's there's so a lot there, there's not a lot available, exactly. right? Exactly,
2: there's not a lot available. So in order for us to maintain our current footprint and then possibly just grow a little bit, we don't want to grow too much. We never want to be mainstream. Our goal in leaving our careers and focusing on wine, it's doing what we love. Um, if anyone comes to our tasting room, which we just moved from um, the middle unit to the corner unit, and we gained in square footage, so we went from like 3,000 square feet to 6,000 square feet tasting room and production. Um, We are just going to grow to where Stanley can still make the wine. Like we don't have an assistant wine Where his hand can be on it. Absolutely. We don't have a cellar master. I mean, you're looking at the cellar fairy at the moment Mm -hmm. and Stanley's a winemaker but he said he only wants to make enough wine where he could physically turn that into wine. And then I want to make enough wine where I could still spoil my my visitors. So all of our members have totally. become family, all of our guests have been. I mean, like uh, at the end of a tasting experience with us, we're all hugging and I'm so appreciative. I am still on the floor five days, six days out of the week. Wow. I love that I get to know like 99% of our fan base. Being they know Stanley and I.
0: <laughs> super in demand and also making a limit. Amount of wines with mm. slow, deliberate growth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What percentage of the pie do we delineate for? Okay, I want to be. I want the French Laundry to be able to get a couple cases if they want it, or <laughs> or like you know maybe in Bloom or just like a place yeah. that wants the wine and Definitely. is deserving of it. You
2: we, know? I mean, we have some awesome accounts, wholesale accounts locally. A shout out to Ian Adamo, oh, who true. saw talent in Stanley Knight our year one when we released. So he's been buying our wine since like 2018 and and, and showcasing what we are about there, along with Le Petit Canales. I mean, they mm. show us so I much to love. Sh- yeah. Sh-
0: like Ian Adamo, Psalm Kitchen. Yes. Super beautiful. 13th Street. It's like fourteen. 14- Chairs and a horseshoe. He gives you the story and cooks. I just did a champagne lunch with him Isn't that recently. Awesome? It's incredible. I just want to let people which know what we're talking about. By the way. Oh my God, which one did we not? I mean, he broke out like six different like bomb champagnes. Yeah, so It hope... was Crew Tank Clan. We were oh, the Crew Tank Clan.
2: I hope he does another salon champagne tasting. Oh, salon. I was part of that and I had never tasted salon because it's a little bit out of my budget. Yeah. I'm happy to drink it if anybody has it available.
0: <laughs> now we got <laughs> oh, Haleotide. Oh. Yes. I, I think Salon. <laughs> Gotta oh, watch God, out I'm because, gonna... like, I know Salon's got some years on them and some popularity on them, but like that Halio
2: is it, freaking ha- fire. Uh, yeah. I just saw Lucas Pope uh, at the winemaker dinner at in Bloom of Rising and Dremly, So my See? husband and I got tickets, and I was like, Lucas, I need a six pack. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't have them in my cellar at the moment. Oh, you gotta get it! But I will have it very, very soon. But <laughs> we
0: had a funny story. So I'm coming back for one of these podcasts, Nancy. You'll like this because you know my fiance, and she was. On a Facetime call with her college, like best friend, probably for you know, like you're on those Facetime calls where it's like 90 minutes. It's mm-hmm. you, you've been on for a while. You're just like hanging out with them on the screen, <laughs> and I come home from the podcast and I see like the first vintage Haleotide the 2016 that I've been saving. It was oh, their first wine, no. and I just see it open. Like I'm like. <gasps> What the? Oh, what is like? No. And, and and she's like at the point because she's just having so much fun. Why did he well, because it's a, a like, like, why? it's a little bit I like it's a little bit like they cheated on you. It's it's, it's a little it's like it's, watching Law and Order SVU yeah. when like I'm like I didn't watch SVU while you were in Denver. <laughs> exactly. I waited on that. You so, know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> I did that to him <laughs> once. He opened a bottle mm-hmm. uh, that we purchased together, and I got home and I looked at it in the fridge, and I was like did you open that without me? (laughs) He's like, well, I knew that you were going to come home and you were going to drink some of it. And I was like, no, I refuse to drink from it. I was so hurt. I, and he's like, are you going to be so stubborn? And I was like, I'm not going to have any of it. You can have it. Ooh, oh, that must was so, so. strong. The Latina and me came out yeah. with it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. open it, you drink it.
2: Burn. Oh yeah. You know what it is? It's cellars. Now, Stanley and I had the same dilemma where I've opened up some wine that he wanted us to age. And I'm like, okay, Stanley, so let's designate, let's go through, because before we started making wine, we were collectors. We both fell in love with wine. And we just designated." wine we're like okay this is our everyday drinking wine what is our everyday yep. drinking wine look like okay and what is an everyday drinking where you and i can get our hands onto it and then what is valuable to us in both of our eyes that we want to age and and enjoy together so there's like sections of our that's cellar good. that yep. Yep. like hands off <laughs> and there's sections that's like you know what bro have at it yeah well, there's a, <laughs> a, there's a couple things day.
0: like a wine that she got before me because she has a yeah. beautiful cellar before me because she worked in wine sales good. as you know so like her like Frenchy stuff or like that I make I, you know I know I would ask you know or the stuff that we got was like you know it was just like we went to Bo Castel and we mm-hmm. bought like this Something their old good. vine Roussan uh, it was probably the most we've ever VFM. spent a bottle of wine yeah, yeah so obviously I would never even think to <laughs> touch that or watch an episode of SVU <laughs> without her you know what I mean like what a fun story I mean Paso is just blowing up in such an exceptional way right now at the end of all these podcasts we do what we call our Travel Paso Spotlight and before we talk to both Elena and Nancy about the different places we can taste their wine it's very exciting because both of those are somewhat new to both these ladies and to their brands so we're going to get into that but the Travel Paso Spotlight we're talking to Alchemist Garden Yay. and I mean this is really a place where we are seeing travelers we're centrally located downtown on the square and we are inhabiting um, the the skeleton of a really old legendary place of what you've done with it and I even did a show with uh, Chris Cherry he's like I've oh, done with it is fantastic Fantastic. So it's got to feel real good to what you've done for just the community, but what the attraction that you've made for people outside visiting to come and check it out.
4: Definitely big shoes to fill. We see every single day tourists. We see a bunch of locals. Most likely on the weekdays, locals... Came out of their of their caves or out of their wineries, and they come here. And then on the weekends, it's definitely more a uh, tourist town for sure. Yeah. yeah, and you're
0: probably seeing more and more tourists care because we have like the Paso Robles Distillery Trail. I mean, they're going to be represented at the at Wine Fest this year. Yeah, Saturday, May 20th. Get your tickets, PasoWine.com. But you are seeing more and more people who are literally making the pilgrimage here yeah. for spirits and cocktails
4: yeah so i think that a, a big part of it is like I, I mean of course wine like everybody travels to paso because of wine and this last year we had uh, like a high high mention with all the michelin new michelin michelin okay. mentions and the michelin star justin and what so now they had lpc all these amazing restaurants that they're like just badasses honestly and just because of that we're seeing we we have been seeing the the people coming into town but now we see a little bit more just like last week we got one of the judges for the best fifty bars of the world. And wow. she she came here and we're like freaking out. We're like, <laughs> oh my God. And all these people are coming here because of that, because of the amazing wineries that we have, the mention, having your wine and, and the you know, and the and the French laundry, the all the Michelin mentions, And it is it is incredible.
3: Yeah, it's
4: yeah. really cool it's, what's happening. It's very cool. Out. And it like I have my hair so like like I know you I'm chills. spooked. Because for us it's like <laughs> you know we, we you do this for so long right and and we are a restaurant craft cocktail bar so it is a whole different monster and the best thing that you can do as a restaurant as a as a bar is being one of those lists so it is if you actually have one star as a michelin or if you are for us michelin is very important but for us is 50 best if we ever ever got even mentioned one of these things like make down you know like yeah, right. it's, it's like the yeah. best thing that can happen for you and and we work very very hard like you mentioned before like the four of our minds are together and our goal is to get one of those yeah when you're incredible. talking about big
0: shoes to fill you've got eight feet so you can fill those shoes you've yeah. done such a great job <laughs> thank all you all <laughs> your minds you've, you've, you've and, and it's not just fulfilling a legacy before you are making your own this i'm just excited
2: time. i haven't been to remedy and just to set like kind of confirm with what Adam was talking about. The vibe is right here. This is going to be my new vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Rub I'm going to come it. grab an amazing cocktail because I've already had one. I know to so <laughs> good on for Paso to have
0: all these, <laughs> like, you know, the Michelin stars is fantastic. And mm-hmm. it's so good for Paso. What I love about Paso <laughs> is that when there is good news or accolades or mm-hmm. press for one brand, everyone seems to feel the sure. reverberations.
2: Definitely. Without a doubt. It's so mm-hmm. cool. And now we have, you know, um, we have business coming from different avenues avenues. Predominantly was wineries back in the day. Yeah. And now it's restaurants and it's the bar scenes and pretty soon it's going to be our lodging. You know, we have some You're incredible right. lodging and you see it like little boutique motels that are being transformed and elevated. So it's going to be awesome to oh, see. what Kimberly
0: Walker is doing with that yeah. travel lodge? Exactly. Have, have you been to this? Like, <laughs> I
2: drive by every day. Also the distilleries. Like, oh my God, the distilleries. It's like, incredible. There's breweries,
3: but to me, like the distilleries, I'm like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. everyone's being so creative with mm-hmm. what they're doing. Next door to us, we have Calwise, um, and they make Aaron. A, yeah, a Aaron. Like he's making a bunch of really amazing spirits, small batches. And I feel like people, because uh, we're wine lovers, but there's mm-hmm. some people that, uh, unfortunately, I don't know why, like they're not as much into wine, but they're mm-hmm. into beer and they're into all these spirits. And it's so awesome to be able to cater to everyone yeah. you know um, yeah really so we just
0: down the street our last episode was with tin city distillery mm-hmm. and onyx nancy tell us where we can taste your wines and is the new tasting room open yet so
3: the taste rooms are going to be open tentatively in june you can go on bossladywine.com sign up for my mailing list stop it you got
0: bossladywine.com Boss
3: lady wine <laughs> Go there. I love it. Check me out. Check out all the events that are happening. Uh, sign up for my mailing list. Um, and hopefully, I can see you in Paso and Hosey soon. I would love to see you all. And I'm offering my tastings, but I also, one thing that I didn't mention is that I also do uh, crystal pairings with my wines. How does so, that
0: work? How so, you...
3: it, it's all energy, right? So, I pair each wine with a different crystal Uh, depending on the vibe of what was going on when I was making the wine uh, on the goddess that is being honored on the label, because all my labels have either a goddess or someone in my life who I adore on the label. And so I do utilize uh, the crystals also during fermentations and aging to infuse the wine. So
0: when you're pairing it, am I holding it while I'm drinking?
3: You can hold it. You can have it next to you. You can look at it. And for me, like I mentioned earlier the beauty of being able to shape my brand to whatever it is that I care about is so freeing that I decided to do these pairings because I also use the crystals during fermentations during aging I put them on the barrel on top of the barrels so that it could infuse the the wines with energy so I will be offering these crystal pairings um, along a regular tasting experience Uh, I would love to host you guys hit me up on Insta Ulloasa sellers or like i mentioned bossladywine.com. Uh, wine.com
0: u l l o a u
3: l l o a u y o a sellers
0: remember the spanish two l's y easy to remember <laughs> exactly. once you know that u y o a
3: thank you for that
0: i love ideas where we can pair our wines in unique ways i'm just so excited for you to see where the brand is going i really
3: appreciate that thank you for having me in the podcast i like like i said i'm deeply humbled to be here i appreciate you
0: oh it's really cool i've always really enjoyed your personality and our rapport and i feel like i don't know you nearly well enough but (laughs) it was great to learn more about you and then learn about your love story with tim and (laughs) everything's super cool and uh elena we're getting ready right now Alexandra is creating a cocktail. She's bringing the cart up I know, to
2: the table. I love fancy. what I'm seeing. I'm <laughs> ready for it. So <laughs> kind of scared probably, at the same time. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. It's exciting. Like, Elena, you and I are going to
3: share one because we're so lightweight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Elena, while, while the one and
0: only Alexandra is getting this ready, please tell me how we can taste top wine Porsche. and in your new spot
2: yeah we're excited so uh before i forget to say thank you adam uh you are a rock star and we so appreciate having you in our community uh, the way you interview oh. it's like no other you know what we are banning all communities from stealing you we will absolutely <laughs> patent you and keep you in our community so thank you for like allowing us three brands small brands to have a voice um um, to these listeners, which I think we chatted are like global listeners. So thank you all for listening. So Top Winery, we have um, a modest little winery located in an industrial environment. And um, it's off of Golden Hill and Union. And that is our home right now until we are able to buy something. And um, we are open five days a week. Uh, we are open Thursday through Monday from 10 to 4. 4 o'clock's our last tasting. Well, we will wine and dine you. We will treat you like family because anyone that comes in through our door is without a doubt family. Uh, You will be engaging with um, a very, very big team of three human beings. It is myself. (laughs) It is my sister who's my right hand. Um, And then it is my husband who makes the wine. So when you come into our establishment, it is family run. It is family operated. Um, So we have a lot of stories to share with you. Um, But yeah, we have our little tasting room. Visit us at topwinery.com. We are still speakeasy we have no signage so our website will guide you kind of to our direction we would love to make new friends Um, but it's been great to see Nancy grow in her in her role and in her program we're so excited for her not only is she a personal friend but we saw her hustle the same hustle my husband and I had uh, starting our brand seeing her do that same a uh, little shuffle dance <laughs> and get to where she's at right now. Um, we are a thousand percent on board um, on her brand and so excited that Paso is just what it is that gets to support one another and have great camaraderie and friendship here. So visit both of us because we, we are like walking distance pretty we're soon, I love that. <laughs> so, we're, which we're yeah. going to get into trouble, Adam. So anytime after hours, the <laughs> real magic happens when yes, the doors indeed. are closed once and we're polishing. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, website
0: website top winery
3: topwinery.com yes yeah.
0: seven oxen website
3: um, sevenoxen.com
0: spell it out or the number
3: uh spell it out
0: please S-E-V-E-N
3: S-E-V-E-N Oxen.com? Boss, .com boss
0: lady, boss
3: lady wine
0: You're so great. Tell me what we are putting together over here, Miss Alexandra. You pulled up the cart. Were you making a cocktail? What do you got going on over here?
4: So, so, yeah, so we're actually making a uh, gin and tonic. This one is our remedy, gin and tonic. So it's definitely uh, elevated. Let's call it that. It is a spring cocktail, super fresh, light, well balanced, beautiful. But of course, we want to make it a little bit extra, and it is just a beautiful presentation. It's not just how it tastes, it's also how it looks, what you can smell, how you can see everything going on, and it's like at least a little bit more than just to taste. It is for all your senses, honestly. It's what you taste, what you smell. You will have a little bit of um, lavender oil in here so it's pretty much super relaxing cocktail to wine to shine to chill and it's presented it of course in a beautiful bed of moss elena
2: i'll hand this to you thank you so much adam this is it is incredible. And this is what we do here at The Remedy. So we should drink cocktails like this, this all the time. Yes. In yes. something that's suspended, and there is air. Wow. wow. So like you
4: mentioned before, <laughs> if we're going to drink, boarded. let's make it beautiful. Exactly. Let's
2: make it g-
4: count, right? Mm. So this is our spring gin and tonic. Cheers, ladies. Mm. And Adam. Cheers, Cheers. I it's Citadel. Citadel is a French gin that we cure for over a month wow. with lemongrass and some other things that I cannot mention because Tony told me not to. <laughs> <And>
2: <laughs> proprietary. <laughs> and yes, scramedy. proprietary,
4: yes. And, of course, we have a, a beautiful uh, house-made tonic water with some uh, lemon oils, lemon terpenes on it, and lime. Where so are you your terpenes from? So we have a, we have a local um, person a golden Go- apple I was just gonna say I didn't want to yeah. say them in case, <laughs> yeah. it, in case yeah. I didn't want
0: to like cause yeah. they're my they're my friends yeah, and I didn't want to say it in case it wasn't them oh, but yeah, it's golden a, apple is like so it's the he, best so they're Golden Apple Cannabis Company. Yep, they do everything from CBD lotions and everything There's
4: like CBD that. in
0: here? No. No, but oh. here's but the terpenes. is a
4: terpene. Yeah. <laughs> but the terpenes,
0: because like all plants have terpenes. Yep. Exactly. And whether you know, cannabis may have lemonine or beta caryophylline but mm-hmm. so do lemons, and yeah. so do, so they'll they'll like extract these terpenes. It's
4: the extraction. And yes. And they put like
0: all you need, literally, is like a drop. Mm-hmm. Boom. Terpenes. And it's and it's they're so lot. incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Well. Wow. Do you need reservations to come? Obviously, yes. you do for Remedy.
4: Do the Remedy reservations. Right now, the Alchemist is walking only, but one of a uh, tiny surprise that we have for 2023 is that we're going to start making reservations for Alchemist. We've seen we seen how busy we are, how many people are asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that in the next, I think, in the next month or so, we already have a system. We're trying to get it in place, mm-hmm. and we will start taking reservations for the alchemist maybe around the next month or so nice right. i'm
2: excited yes. for that i'm a reservation person
4: yeah no i yeah we understand mm. and and the beginning was like oh let's let's try it like this because reservations Absolutely. it is a whole monster yeah. so we're like you know something let's we are giving into it it's like let's not fight the monster anymore let's go for it
0: yeah yeah well you three women are so admirable the way you guys just conquer and grab what you want and go get it paso is such a beautiful place with beautiful people that allows that to happen thanks for uh, paying respect to your culture your community and giving me your time more than anything to be on this podcast it really means a lot so uh, cheers ladies appreciate
1: you cheers Cheers. (laughs) Yes. yes that's a way to cheers Thank you. So give me that. Moonshine, we'll get by. We'll pass on until the job is done. Get out in the trees. It will simplify and good company.
0: Wow. A big thank you to Elena Martinez, Nancy Gonzalez, and Alexandra Payot for joining us today, sharing their experiences, their stories, their laughs, their time with me. So much fun. Remember, you can learn more about their businesses by visiting Seven Oxen Winery at SevenOxen.com, Uyoa at BossLadyWine.com, Top Winery at TopWinery.com, and the Alchemist Garden, Alchemist's Garden. There's an S at the end of Alchemist. It's possessive. Alchemist'sGarden.com. Now, before we go, some housekeeping notes. Don't forget, subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review of the Where Wine Takes You podcast for a chance to win a two-night stay at the luxurious Allegretto Vineyard Resort. Got some dinner planned, got some wine tasting. Their wine is fantastic, too. We are really excited to hook somebody up with this. Include your Instagram handle in your review so we can contact you. And be sure to follow the Allegretto on Facebook and Insta for more updates. Check them out online, allegrettovineyardresort.com, and learn more. And a big thank you to Travel Paso for the Travel Paso Spotlight. Get the 411 you need before your next trip. Log on to travelpaso.com. Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. Associate producer is Jen Bravo. And many thanks to Jamie Guzman for fulfillment. The podcast is recorded, hosted, and produced by yours truly. Original music on the pod, good company, performed by Moonshiner Collective. They're available wherever you stream your music, and you can learn more about them, moonshinercollective.com. And if you're coming to visit during the spring or summer or when the weather's nice, you should check out when they're playing live. I mean, they are seriously good live. Yeah, then you can hear and appreciate the whole song, right? Equipment, transport, technical consideration provided by Fly With Wine. And next time you are cruising around the Central Coast, you can tune me in on your radio. My weekday morning show, 6 to 10 a.m., up and at in the morning. It's heard on Wine Country Radio, The Crush 92.5. We're streaming online, Crush with a K, crush925.com. Well, looking forward to connecting with you once again. Thank you so much. For spending some time with us, I am your host, Adam Montiel. Let's take a moment and cheers to the passion, hard work, and creativity that these women and all the folks in Paso bring to their businesses and to the joy they bring to our palates. Take your glass and lift it high, and here's to the beautiful tapestry of culture and community that weaves together just so to make Paso Robles such a special place to share and enjoy where wine
1: takes you. And give me that punch, Around till the job is. Dry. Camp out in the trees, it will simplify and we'll good come. Give me that moon sound, we'll get by, we we'll pass all round till the job is. Dry. Camp out in the trees, it will simplify and we'll good come. Company. Give me that moon sound, we'll get by, we we'll pass all round till the job is. Dry. Camp out in the trees who will simplify in good company. With that moon shine, we'll get by. We can pass all around till the job is dry. Camp out, out. in the trees who will simplify in good, good company. company.